0: Welcome to a conversation of change with Dr. Jen Fram, where we talk all things leadership, change, and transformation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another conversation of change with Dr. Jen Fram. How are you traveling this week? How has the week been? For days that seemingly seem to go on forever and are all a little bit groundhoggy, it does surprise me when I get to a Tuesday and I go, holy crap, I need to do a podcast. Um, The week of, of, um, of this very bizarre world we live in at the moment still seems to travel a bit of a clip, which, you know, I guess I'm kind of grateful for. I'm mindful we're now something like um, seven weeks, I think it is. This is the seventh week into six to seventh week into um, working from home, social isolation, um, being really mindful about the way we live, the way we connect. Um, It's interesting. I know for myself, I've really started to notice the challenge of not being able to hang out with friends, I'm really missing my friends at the moment. So, um, yeah, a shout out to any of the others that are in their homes at the moment that are just really missing hanging with friends because, you know, the phone calls and the Zoom and, and the like, like that doesn't seem to do it. But nevertheless, we shall continue. There are positive trends happening worldwide in the space of of reactions and Um, further progression of the pandemic Um, so it shows it's the right thing to do. Um, I remain fiercely curious around what does re-entry, what does coming out of this look like, you know? Um, And yes, I've said it before, I'm still quite optimistic that um, we'll get through this. We'll get through it. So, Just a reminder for those of you um, who haven't listened to one of the podcasts for a while, whilst we're going through this work from home, stay at home caper, um, I'm coming to you on a weekly cadence and they're shorter podcasts. I'm primarily flying solo, but, you know, uh, we might change that in the future. And just sharing things that I think might be of use to you in how you navigate the world of work, the world of change during this time of such extreme uncertainty. I have set up a Patreon account, which you can find at patreon.com with Dr. Jen. And that's my way. That's one of the things that I'm toying with at the moment and exploring, um, is this a way to help me be sustained in terms of, you know, financially, obviously, I'm one of the ones who um, has lost a lot of work out of this. So looking at if you find the content that I provide of value, um, and you want to check out a different platform and you want to be a patron, then head over there and have a look at what that's about, and I would welcome that. So today I wanted to pick up on the concept of exploratory leadership. So this is a concept you might have read um, in my newsletter, if you get the newsletter. Um, it's, it's an idea that I've been tossing around with um, Gillian Riley of Antakara. Uh, so they, she has a, a beautiful company that does expeditions and so they are physical, well, they were physical expeditions in terms of travelling to different places around the world, but usually around the theme of, of personal transformation or exploring concepts like, you know, courage, um, empathy, you know, who, who do you want to be going forward And I've been doing a little bit of work with Gillian around the idea of how do we take that into the corporate space? What does that look like from a leadership perspective? And we'd really hit on this concept that um, perhaps there was a new type of leadership that we needed to look at that was really quite helpful and healthy for organisations. And if we looked at the explorers in the past, perhaps we could take some cues for what made them really good at navigating new frontiers. So anyway, we did this work uh, towards the end of last year um, and published something earlier this year. And, of course, at the time I think a lot of our collaborative conversations were about, you know, the fires in Australia and what was happening ecologically. Um, And we certainly, you know, neither of us ever saw this coming in terms of the pandemic and the implications for that, but it seems like the stuff that we've written about is now even more useful to think about how do we explore these new frontiers because as much as people like to talk about returning to normal, we can't return to normal. There won't be a return to normal. Too much has changed. It has been too disruptive, which means we are returning to a, a new space, a new frontier. So if we take our cues from explorers, um I think one of the things that we needed to get clear about first was how does exploratory leadership differ from adaptive, servant or agile leadership? Like, did we really need another type of leadership? Um, And when we worked through it, we kind of felt that there actually was some distinct differences. And in putting this forward, what we didn't want to do was say, These other three are now redundant. Um, There's no point in being an adaptive leader a servant leader or agile leadership. It was more about saying, can we have some room for some additional leadership qualities? And I think with the exploratory leadership, and a lot of this came down to the notion of control. So we saw exploratory leaders as having the willingness to accept that the future is both unknown and also full of possibility. (coughs) Excuse me. So an explorer takes a view that deep uncertainty carries with it boundless possibility. One of the things that I have been repeatedly musing on of late is this notion of how the term unprecedented creates permission. When your situation is unprecedented, there's nothing holding you back from trying new things and thinking new thoughts. And so whereas, you know, future change, we look at as a threat to be managed, um, the explorer treats change as an opportunity to learn and adapt and create. So there was that real, when you don't know what's ahead of you, you've actually got a lot of permission to do new things. So And a lot of that is about navigational skills, right? How do you read the business landscape? How do you recognise things that you've seen before? Um, Looking at the details but also keeping the big picture. So, you know, I think Gillian talks about explorers toggle between presence and foresight, you know, what's beneath their feet and what they cannot see and I think that's a really good metaphor to think about yourself. As you're exploring the future at the moment, you know, What is the balance for you at the moment in terms of what's happening right in the here and now? So, you know, being really present and mindful, but also what you can't see in front of you. Now, where I think when when we did the work about thinking about explorers versus adaptive leadership or servant leadership, where it really stood out for me as different was the notion of the speed of change. So, when we think about adaptive leadership, their relationship to the speed of change is often adapt or die. So it's relentless improvisation. Um, Servant leadership, their relationship to the speed of change is very much dependent on those that they serve, right? So a good servant leader doesn't move faster or too fast for his or her people, um, nor do they move so slow that the the, the people don't want to follow them anymore. And certainly when we look at leadership within agile organisations, it is relentlessly fast. It is the pivot or perish mindset. Where I thought that exploratory leaders are a little bit different though, is that there's this notion of persisting with prudence. Whereas an agile leader would go, "Mm, not sure that this is really working, we need to pivot or fail fast. An exploratory leader is still in sensing mode and there will be that how far can I push this before we actually have to stop? You know. So if you think about the geographic explorers, um, they the, the turning back comes at the point where they're going to fall off the cliff or they'll fall in the river. Um, so they don't, you know, they push it right to the end. There's that persistence with prudence. I think the mindset between them is also quite different. So an adaptive leader has a very evolutionary mindset. Um, the servant leader, of course, is focused on others. Agile is all around speed means success. But exploratory leadership is that curiosity. So what I wonder what's next. And I think the other area that really this, the notion of the exploratory leader changes what leadership means is We have moved to this space in society where we now see good leaders as being highly collaborative. Um, It's all about the co-creation. It's all about doing things with your people, the distributed leadership. This sense of flattening the, the hierarchy is what we now come to know as best practice leadership. I think exploratory leaders are a little bit different in that They're a lot more independent of their people. So I lead first to explore, then we go as a collective. So it's not uncommon to find the exploratory leader out in front of other people. So just think about yourself and your peers at the moment. To what extent do you tend to go out in front of them with new ideas or, you know, new restaurants to try, um, new ways of doing things, and then you bring them along? Or... Is that something that you always do as group work? Um, one of the really interesting things for us to explore with this is we've all got precedent, right? If and I and I think the, the interesting thing is it's the challenge for us just to revisit what would be like as children. Because when we were kids, we probably explored a hell of a lot. I know I did. You know, we were always, our our house backed onto a Melaleuca swamp. Um, It was a a beach suburb and we were always in the sand dunes and the grasslands and the swamplands, you know, exploring and creating um, cubby spaces and, you know, playing games. But it was really, really exploratory. So thinking about what did you do as a child and what did exploration mean to you then? And what of that have you left behind that perhaps at the moment would be really helpful to bring back? I think that's a really useful, you know, thing to think about. One of the things that Gillian and I did, and I tested this with my personal Facebook friends, was to say, look, if we think about the nature of exploring, who would be examples in public life of great exploratory leaders and it was kind of interesting because often you get names back that you go oh, I don't actually like them as a leader which really presents the concept that exploratory leadership is you know it's a it's a way of navigating the world but perhaps it's not the identity that um, you can look at a lot of leaders who have been on the frontier of new, new spaces, the frontier of, you know, innovation, the frontier of social systems and go, I don't like them personally but I've recognised that they've got a real exploratory style and that has really advanced change in that social system or change in that organisation. We came up with um, seven signs you're an exploratory leader. So I wanted to just spend a minute touching each of these, having a look at each of these in context of them of what we're doing at the moment and how we're responding to the pandemic. So I believe that exploratory leaders have really invested time in understanding the mind-body connections. They're really attuned to physical state and the feedback it provides you. So breathing and tension. And if you think about the people that are doing really well personally during the pandemic at the moment, they do have strong meditation um systems you know they're they're used to doing that kind of stuff they're being really permissive see here's this permission and unprecedented they're being really permissive if they feel tired they're going back to bed right um if they're feeling exhausted they're recognizing it and taking that time out to really respect their body and where their body is at at the moment and that's providing a way to keep themselves really topped up um an exploratory leader is a continuous learner so always curious protective of time to develop it's really hard to explore future spaces if you haven't been protective of time to be curious so if you are being highly reactive to everything that's around you at the moment and um, if you are look <laughs> let me reassure you that's not a judgment I totally get it um, This is really, really hard stuff and for many of us, you know, many, many people out there, particularly who are struggling with work, the financial insecurities, family members who are perhaps sick that they can't see, family members that they're having to homeschool, um, You know, me me saying, well, they should be carving out time to be curious and to learn is a little bit insensitive, right? So this isn't a prescriptive, you should do it. It's a recognition that those are in that space are better able to explore. Exploratory leaders, um, they're bowerbirds of knowledge. And what I mean by that is that they constantly curate ideas and insights and data, self-discovery, you know, they've usually got a journal of some form, whether it is hard copy or whether it's digital. So think about at the moment when you see new ideas, where do you keep those? You know, how are you collecting those I- new ideas? If you've actually got a process for curating concepts and new information, then that would suggest that, you know, you're probably an exploratory leader. Um One of the, if you're looking for an app on this, one of the ones that I've been loving for the last year or so is an app called Pocket. Um, Super easy when you see something that you think, actually, I want to keep that, to tap Pocket on that and um, you can go back and look at it later. Exploratory leaders. So the fourth thing is a boundary keepers. And so we talked before about their persist with prudence. Prudence still keeps coming back to me with this notion of exploratory leadership. So prudence in personal boundaries and organisational boundaries. So while, rather than being really wild risk-takers who are, you know, going, leaping off the cliff, there is that that prudence around actually to feel safe at the moment, I need this boundary personally or I need this boundary organisationally. Exploratory leaders are courageous and this, I think the courage, that was for me when I explored this, there was a real tie-in between courage and also the independence. So when I said before that exploratory leaders tend to be independent of their people, I think that is often born of courage and bravery, that they're prepared to go out in front and try new things or explore new areas before others feel comfortable with that. Um, and that courage is what drives them towards action. The sixth sixth element of being an exploratory leader was the notion of creativity and expressiveness. I think when we looked at a lot of the exploratory leaders from the past and the present, it was surprising how many of them had some form of creative expression. And so that meant that they were either painting or they had musical musicality, they played instruments or perhaps they sung. Um, There was this real immersion in the creative arts And certainly the studies have shown that the more work you do in creative arts, the greater your potential for innovation is personally, right? So that activity, whether it's art or singing or design or, um, you know, uh, poetry, opens up parts of your brain for greater creativity, which opens up, you know, parts of your brain for greater innovation. So, if, you know, I think this lends itself to if you want to be more exploratory, then maybe the first step is, you know, picking up watercolors or or paint or plasticine or or something like that and looking at how you could be creative and expressive. I one this one things jillian and I are trying to work through at the moment. I tend to think that this needs to be part of your world if you want to be exploratory. So it's a regular thing that you do because it is that neuroplasticity. It is keeping your brain really connected with that um, creative side. Um, But we've got nothing to back that on at the moment. And then finally, so the seventh sign that you're an exploratory leader is you're comfortable with conflict. Um, You prefer it to be creative and constructive. You don't go looking for fights. But if tension and conflict emerges, then you're prepared to get into it and work through it. So um, let's just recap those. The seven signs you're an exploratory leader. Understanding your mind-body connections. Two, you're a continuous learner. Three, you deliberately curate ideas and insights, data. Four, you're a boundary keeper. So you exercise prudence. Five, you're courageous, and the courageous is tied to your independence. Six, you're creative and expressive, uh, and seven, you're okay with conflict. So, my invitation to you is have a think about those seven signs, and and particularly be attentive to how they're playing out for you at the moment. At the point where you know, as I said, we're now seven weeks into. Um, working from home or um, dealing, you know, dealing with the impacts of of COVID-19. Certainly here in Australia, if you're in the States, you might be a little bit ahead of us. And I think it is pretty prudent to be thinking what's coming next from the mindset of an explorer, Um, recognising you're not going back to normal. There is no normal. And perhaps you don't want there to be a normal if you think about what there was before. Perhaps there are new frontiers of, of work, new frontiers of community, new frontiers of family that are really worth exploring and, and getting comfortable with. And so I'm, I'm hopeful that this concept becomes quite useful to you in that Anyway, um, let me know what you think. Let me know how that resonates for you. Drop me a line either by email, jf at drjenframm or on Twitter at jenframm or on LinkedIn if we're not connected. So please do that. Just a a call out as we go to air. Next week, we'll be kicking off uh, the May cohort of the Agile Change Leadership Institute, Uh, certificate program, one of the really cool things that is coming out of that is how much the activities and the lessons that we created are actually helping the graduates with navigating COVID-19 at the moment. So um, that's been a really unexpected delight because, again, when we created the content, it wasn't... it wasn't with this context, that's for sure. Um, Equally, we've got the next cohort of the Busting Silos e-course will also be kicking off in May. Um, So if you're looking to do a little bit of professional development that helps you be a better collaborator and more influential, um, that is also a professional development piece that's available to you to be done from your keyboard. So you don't have to be in a room with others to do that. Anyway, that's probably enough from me. I wish you continued good health and happiness, lots of compassion and lots of comfortable breathing. I'll speak to you next week. You've been listening to A Conversation of Change with Dr. Jen Fram. You can find many more resources on leading change at my website, drjenfram.com. I welcome feedback on what else you'd like to hear on the podcast. Why not connect with me on Twitter at Jen Frum or LinkedIn?